Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm Mallory. I don't know who I am. (laughs) We're the same person. So I'm Sometimes Ma- it, I'm, yes, it works out like I'm that. Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue, and hopefully we can keep our identity straight on this particular podcast. You know, we did get a question when we were at an event one time. They were like, so which one of you is the talent? Oh, you no, know. Oh, which one of you is the daughter? That's No. No, that's, <laughs> that hasn't happened. No one really asks us that question. But, but it would but, be nice if you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they're like, oh, so which one of you is the talent? Which one of you, like, manages things? And we're like, well... <laughs> You know, yeah. even, even though I am kind of the manager, I think objectively I'm kind of the talent too, right? <laughs> I think we're, yes, I think we're both the talent. Okay, anyway. Well, it's not like somebody just sits behind the scenes or something and, no. and does paperwork. Yeah. No, that, right. that I would like to find that person. I, yeah, yeah if we you know if, of if anyone. If you know someone who would do that, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> it would be, that would work out really well. Okay, today we're going to talk about the construction and finishing of knit garments. We're going to try not to get off on too many tangents here, but... We say this at yep. every... Yeah, we do. Every we? other podcast, but okay. There is about 14,000 people, though, in the self-sewn wardrobe group at the moment. And I see a lot of people finishing knit garments wrong. And, you know, when I... When I say wrong, unsuccessfully, uh, yeah, right. And, you know? Or sometimes I see them and like, yeah, they'll pass, but it could be a lot prettier. Sure, right. Or I, yeah, when you say unsuccessfully, sometimes it's not in a way that will have a lot of like structural integrity. You know, exactly, um, exactly, things like that. So there are there's more than one way to finish a knit garment, but maybe we can give people some concepts and tools and information about knits that would help them to make an appropriate choice. Right. Considering their equipment. Right. You know, um, so knit fabrics are stretchy, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and this w- this came up in the group, too. Not all knits have a lycra or spandex content in them. Correct. Yes. Which means they have less recovery, usually, too. Right. So often they're stretchier, but but they also have better recovery than just, say, a knit that is, and when when you say knit, you're talking about 
the weave. Right. You're not, that's, knit is not a type of fabric. Yeah, so someone was uh, asking about, I wore a silk jersey cardigan, right? right? And they were like, oh, so, you know, how stretchy is it? And I'm like, eh, it's kind of stretchy. And someone mentioned, you know, that fabric has a mechanical stretch. Right. And the word jersey describes whatever that stitch is. So a mechanical or that stretch. that weave, right. Yeah, mechanical stretch really means, oh, this stuff is knitted versus woven. woven. So it is a less stable structure, which means it'll stretch a little right. bit, right? So you know there's woven silk fabric. Well, this silk fabric that my cardigan was made out of was, was knitted, knitted, right? Right. Um, and it had no spandex in it. It was 100% silk, right. okay? So that's generally a jersey. So if you're using the word jersey just to describe describe any knit I believe that is incorrect and I I know that some websites might also well there's also the double knit yeah which um in the olden days that was like the spongy stuff it's not so spongy I don't think anymore I think it can depend Uh, yeah well well I don't know what they've done but they've upgraded it (laughs) It's right. probably just the fibers, Okay, honestly. but what I was yeah. saying before you brought up double knit is that some websites I think are calling, like, everything stretchy a jersey, too. Yes. Um, which I, I find to be incorrect, so. Well, and I will say, I, I don't know if this has gotten straightened out or not, but at one time the knit needles were called jersey needles. That's right. And I don't believe they do that. Well, not everyone does it. Anyway. Remember, uh, well, we should talk about right. this too. Um, we'll talk about needles just a tad, even right. though we have done that before. So, you know, you've got your you've got your fabrics that are knitted that maybe aren't quite as crazy stretchy as the fabrics that have spandex. But they're not stable like a woven. Yeah, they're not as stretchy as fabrics that might have spandex worked into them, which is inherently stretchy. The fiber itself. It, it's all on its own it, before it's, it's made, rubber stuff. Yeah, before yes. it's made into fabric, it is stretchy, right. and so it's that, a rubbery long fiber. Yes, uh, so that is going to you know have more stretch. All these fabrics, though, you can't just know. Oh, it has this much percentage of spandex. It's going to be this stretchy. No, when if if somebody says, oh, you just need two percent spandex or two percent uh, lycra. Lycra is the. Um, Brand name. Brand name. And what's the other one that Europe uses? Elastane. Elastane, yes. So those are all basically spandex. Right. Um, you, Because it says it's 2% lycra means nothing as far as stretch and recovery. Yeah, you, it, It's just giving you fiber content. That's now, all it's doing. If a website says this has this much percentage of spandex or lycra and it has a 20% stretch or a 30% right. stretch or a 70% stretch, you should be able to trust that. Right. And that's generally what a pattern will ask you for. Right. They say, please use a, a, a fabric with this much stretch. Right. Well, so to repeat or, mm-hmm. or you know, say that, in a way that I hope everybody can understand. So if you have a description of a fabric and it says it's 2% lycra and it has a 50% stretch, that's what it has. It has a 50% stretch. There you go. And then you you see another description of another fabric and it says it's 2% lycra and it is a, you know, four-way or always stretch or whatever, but does not say a percentage. You cannot assume it has the 50% stretch like the one that it was yep. stated in. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Uh, you either teach, have to do it yourself or <laughs> get a swatch. Or call ask those people. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you if it if it's an online company, you can email them and they'll let you know. So I want to get into the specifics now of areas of a garment. Okay. okay. Um, let's first. I want to talk about necklines. This is where I see a lot of 
um, like, I hate to use the word failure, but a lot of, a lot of, uh, confusion, and I just picture, like, the cloud above the Charlie Brown character's heads. People yes. are upset, you know, about necklines. Right. On a knit, when you cut that neckline, it's generally, like, rounded somewhat, somewhere, right? Well, it could and be a V-neck. It could too. be a yeah. V-neck, but it's it's got some bias incorporated, right? right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's not just cut not on the straight. Not on the straight grain. And I know this might be confusing to some people because they may have heard in their lives, well, knits don't fray. You know, you don't have to finish knits or something right. like that. And that can work on some knits on, like, a straight hem occasionally. That's not going to work on a neckline. And what do I mean by not work? It's not going to keep its shape. It, Basically, it's not going to keep its shape. It's not probably going to recover properly. It might not fray. It might just roll. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. or just so you all, just I I saw somebody in it the can group become say that unknitted. Yeah, I saw somebody in the group say that a knit will never ever fray, and I'm like, no, just because you knit something doesn't make it like you can actually grab. It will come unknitted. You can like actually you said. grab a thread and like undo the whole thing sure. if you get the right yeah. thread. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, so right. they were like. Well, you know... Now, this is coming from Mallory, Mallory the infamous no-hemmer of my knit yes, shirts. I am... I, this is this is coming from me. Now, we'll get to hems, which are di- a little right, different right. than necklines. So, on your necklines, you're going to have to do some type of finishing, right? Yes. And like Mom said, uh, you guys don't know this, but I had to sneeze really bad, and she real quick um, made sure that I was going to mention this. On a knit neckline, sometimes you want the neckline to stretch... If it's very close to your neck and it has to uh, stretch over your head, so the basically the the neck hole is smaller than your head. Yep, and then sometimes on a knit, the neckline is so large that there's no need to stretch it like to put it on. What I would call a ballerina neck, which we know that sort of came from a leotard because it had to come up over your hips. Yep. That's right. right. Or I'm like looking at you right now and you just have like a kind of a scoop of a wide yeah, deep scoop. I have scoop. like a big huge jewel neck scoopy thing. It's yeah. my own shape. I don't know what it is. And your right. head's going to go through it without right. stretching. Right. Okay. So it is possible if you want, if the neckline is large enough on your knit garment, you could finish it with a woven. You could finish it with Which bias. I do all the time. Yes. Right. ZD is a big, she she does this a lot. She loves it. It's, it's really cute. She uses stripes on the bias. So, you know, makes cute. Uh, a cute shape, etc. Um, but if you need to finish that neckline and you want it to stretch, you can't treat it like a you can't treat the knit garment like a woven garment. Yes, you can't stitch it with a woven stitch, so to speak. Yeah, which would I've be had, a straight lock stitch. That's right. You're gonna have to use a zigzag mm-hmm. um of some kind. You can use a fabric band. You can turn it under. You can do all sorts of things uh, with that. But if you wanted to stretch, let's pretend like you want the the band right. to stretch. Let's leave out that woven, you know, finishing. And you want it to recover too. And recover, right. yes. Stretch and recover as you wear it, as you move in it. Um, if your kid pulls down on your neckline. Now, on some children's clothing, because kids have such big heads in mm-hmm. comparison to their bodies. You may want to put a snap or something at the shoulder. 
Right. You may, I mean, just because you don't want the size, you have to actually make the neck hole to get it over their big head. You don't want that, you know, big and floppy around their neck because it's just not, you can't get it small enough. So uh, one option is a fabric band. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fabric band for the neckline. And your pattern should include instructions for this fabric band. If you're self-drafting and you're playing around or you're doing whatever you need to make the band shorter than the neckline generally, right. okay? What this does, what this means is you'll stretch the band as you sew it to the neckline, and it should ideally sort of lay flat then. Right. That way it cups in towards the body, That's basically. right. It, so it lays flat, so it's not like you get some gathering look right. or anything, um, unless you want that. Uh, and what that has done is it's brought that knit in and up. Right. You know, and so it needed to be a little smaller. And what's your – you would start off at 80%. Well, I know it's you, not you a You want to know what I really rule. do? Where, what do me, you really let do? Let me tell you, everybody, what I really do. Because yeah. it usually turns out to be it's 15 or 20% smaller than the neckline. Okay. What I really do is I decide what size band I want, with the width. Yes. Okay. And I lay my garment down, and I lay down the neck neckline. Mm-hmm. And then I take that – that piece of fabric that I have cut larger than I need, longer, yeah. longer than I need. I fold it over just like I would fold it over. And then I start placing it on my neckline mm-hmm. because here's what you have. You're going to wind up with the side you sew on is going to actually wind up being a bigger circle than the side that's folded. Yes. Yes, because it's stretched onto the garment. So what I do is I get the inside size of uh-huh. what my neck hole is going to be. Right. Okay, by laying it down, uh-huh. okay, which makes it shorter. That's right. That. So that's how I do it, okay? okay. And and I, and I just cut it, okay? Mm-hmm. And then when I go over and sew it, I'm taking a little more out. Yeah. And I have... Really never had that fail. So, so I don't measure. I lay the fab. I, you know, I, I lay the, I'm laying the fabric on the garment. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the inside circumference so you of like that line band. Up, you, when you have a neck band, you know, it gets folded in half lengthwise generally. So you have right. like a fold. So you sort of lay your fold along the raw edge of your neckline. Is no, that what you're no, saying? It's raw edge to raw edge. Okay. But... So say say it winds up being a half inch, but it's wide. smaller. Yeah, you've made it winds it smaller. up being a half inch yeah. wide, right? So I I lay it almost like it's where it's going to be sewn. Uh huh. But I make sure that inside is going to lay fat. That inside circle, that right, that that folded circle. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you will have a gap. Right. Okay. On the outside circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I cut it that much less. Right. If that makes sense. I may, we might well, have to, we might have, have to do a video of that. That might have to be a drawing or a uh, video. But I do not use a measuring tape. Okay. Well, I'll say sometimes I use measuring tape. Okay. And I will do about 85, 80. Yeah. Depending. Usually it's 15 to 20% you're whacking right. off. Yeah. So you, it has to be smaller. And people are like, well, I, I, I've been getting a lot of people being like, oh, don't, you know, tell me what to do. Um, and... <laughs> 
<laughs> don't tell me to use a three-thread, you know, narrow or whatever. That's right. And, uh, you know, so we're trying to really justify ourselves here. If you don't make the neckband smaller, it's going to stand up. Right. Okay, so you want it to lay flat. It's going to look like you made it. <laughs> right. It's, and you didn't know what you were doing. Probably not going to look quite right. right. So that's one option. Another option is to fold over your raw edge, like wrong mm-hmm. sides to wrong sides, and do a cover stitch um, on a cover stitch right. machine. If you want to do that, like fold over and use a sewing machine, mm-hmm. I'd really recommend using some type of elastic in there, like a clear elastic first. Do you, or would you ever just turn over a knit neckline and double needle it? Let me look. Oh, I've got no, to surge though. That's a I? cover stitch. Yeah. Probably not. I have found that the double needle, right. while it's appropriate for knits, it yeah. doesn't give the same type of stretch. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I would have put something in there. Yes. So I haven't done it in such a long time. I'm so sorry. I know. Well, that's what you know. Yeah. We do. We do a lot of our knit finishing on sergers, you know. But one of my favorite ways to finish a neckline without a serger is to zigzag on some elastic. I right. don't stretch it at right. all. You don't stretch it at all. And then turn it under. So you're using that for your recovery. That's right. right. Yeah, you don't want it to look gathered. No, you don't want to overstretch it. And now turning things under, like you were describing with the fabric band, mm-hmm. That gives you some hold. That pulls it in just a little bit, too. Yes. Because, right, your inner circle yep. is smaller That's than right. the outer circle. Right. But that elastic you're putting on is probably only a quarter inch or three-eighths That's at right. The, Small at the elastic. Biggest. Right. Even, maybe even clear elastic yeah. sometimes. I would I would probably use clear elastic um, if it was if it was just a shirt. So if you have a serger, you can now serge. If it's a swimming suit, well, I'm going to use the swimsuit cotton, uh-huh. you know, elastic. That's a really great thing, to get, you know, a swimsuit you're like man i want this baby to stay up you know (laughs) and you you know you when it's wet you want that's right every edge finished with elastic right so you've got that finished with elastic you could surge on the elastic and just gently around uh your neckline and then turn it and zigzag it or double needle it you know when i'm at the pool or the beach or on the boat or the paddleboard and i see someone in a swimsuit and it's gotten wet and it's hanging on their neck or their back or something like that I'm pretty sure it's an inexpensive suit that they did not put elastic, you know. Everywhere. And then that seemed, right, right. You know, it looks fine when it's dry. Right. But you get in trouble when it gets wet. Uh, The other thing you can do, uh, and this is great with a sewing machine too, I think, is like a knit binding. Yes. Kind of, where you have just like a strip of knit. Mm -hmm. And I will gently stretch it. Around the... um, Now, she's stretching only the band. Right. She's not... So when people say, oh, don't stretch your knits, well, we stretch them all the time in certain applications. So she's taking the band and giving it a slight tug Mm -hmm. sort of onto the the neck, trying not to distort the neck. And I will often do a little bit more of a stretch around the curviest part of the neck and that's what you're supposed to do and that's what my mommy taught me to do okay no (laughs) so i will i will do that you can apply this with a zigzag or with a now are you applying one layer right and folding over what are you doing i've done i've done both i've done where i kind of like 
do a double layer and flip it up and top stitch mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, or I've done one layer and then folded it over. over. You there is, And um, then you can stitch on that fabric or you can stitch outside of that fabric. Yeah, or you, you can, can do a double needle and stitch one needle on the coll- uh, band and one off the band. So the band can like kind of show. It can right. kind of flip up if you want it to. Or if you want to do, there's like this kind of binding technique. It's sort of, I think it's called like a French binding technique. And you see this on a lot of shirts. You do fold the the binding in half. So you got three raw edges that you're like zigzagging together, right? right. And then you understitch. Right. So you understitch your seam allowances to the binding. And then you fold that under. And then you do one more line of top stitching. So on the outside of your and garment. And where are you top stitching? You top stitch on your, on the edge of your binding through your right. neckline. Okay, that's what so I was So on the outside of your garment, mm-hmm. you're going to have one line of top stitching. Right. And but it's going to be on the band. Yeah, but. Well, no, you don't see the band. The band is hidden. Oh, oh, okay. oh you just turned it under, like I've a facing. It under. Yes, okay. it's almost yes. It's like a very small. Well, facing. I was thinking of the different one. Right. Okay. <laughs> so then, when you open that neckline, and you look inside your shirt, you see two layers of stitching because right. you understitched that. Right. So what these all have in common is they are honoring the stretch factor, the stretch characteristic of knit fabrics. If you try and use a technique uh, for a woven, you're going to wind up unhappy, I think. In the Easy Tee class, I recommend it's that's just a knit t-shirt, or excuse me, it's a woven t-shirt with like no shaping, barely, just on the side seams. It's the most basic woven shirt in the world. Right. I recommend just surging or overcasting the outside, turning it under and straight stitching. Now... What I will easily do on on a knit is serge, do a three thread narrow, serge Mm -hmm. on the raw edge, turn it under because I'm sort of using that almost as a guide to turn under. And I can top stitch that with some sort of stretch stitch on my sewing machine. Now, I'm going to say a tiny zigzag. And when I say a tiny zigzag, I don't mean one, you know, a one on your length. I mean a one on your width. Right. And you're probably at a two or a three on, on your length. Yeah, I would say like at least a 2.5. And when you, you know? stitch that, it, it almost doesn't even look like a zigzag. So It just looks like sort of like a wavy straight stitch. But let's back up. Yeah. Why doesn't that woven technique work? Why doesn't it on, the, on, our knit, on our knit neckline, if we serge it and we turn it over and we straight stitch it, and it ends up looking like wavy and it ends up, you know, not holding its shape or it ends up popping. Well, it's going to pop at some point is what's going to happen probably. Because? Because you're stretching the fat. The fabric will stretch and the stitching will not. A straight stitch does not right. It does stretch. not stretch. So the stitches that we use on knits, they allow the fabric to stretch. They allow it to recover. And it, you will be more successful right. there. You also, you can't just leave the neckline raw and then expect to be able to wear it many times. Now, let me tell you about my raw finish that well, I've, been, I've yeah. done, right? Mm-hmm. Is to cut the raw neckline and then cut a raw strip, just one layer, right? Yeah. Lay it on my neckline and just use a double needle uh-huh. or a cover stitch and just stitch that on right in the middle of that so i've got these raw edges i've got two raw edges around my neck and one raw edge that is down on the shirt now i don't know if that makes sense to anybody well, either do you but that's that raw look do you slightly that. stretch that little yes i do strip? Yes. yes i do so 
we we're get we're just I just want to you know get this across to you. You got to right. use something in there that's helping with that stretch. And not all knits will like everything the same. Some knits you're don't abs- recover as well, and, right? And some knits you will might try a technique on, and you're going, this is not going to work. Test, test, test. If you have, um, I had a, I think it was, um, a rayon and uh, you know a viscose with mm-hmm. lycra, and I tried to put a band on it, and I didn't like it. It was yeah. too flimsy. The fabric was too. Yeah, flimsy. Yeah, it was just uh-huh. too flimsy. I just, you know, it just, it it looked okay, right. I guess, but I did not get what I wanted to get. I just did didn't feel it looked finished. Chin of cover stitch in the um, I think I actually wound up um, surging it, yeah, surging the edge and then turning it under and cover stitching. I love to cover stitch. Pretty sure that's what I did. Those and I didn't put anything in it. I did not put elastic in it. It was my my uh, three thread narrow was enough to give it some body. Yeah. To, and that's another reason to do that. Not because you're finishing that edge, but if you have sort of a flimsy knit like that, and you do that three thread narrow around there, it gives it some sort of body. You know, and that's you not know. something I do. You do that more than me. Yeah. It gives it a body, though, that I like to work with. And, and you enough. can feel it. And I like how the fabric will turn. Uh, yes. I can, I just, because I stitch from the top, and I can just turn it under, and I'm turning under that exact allowance that I, you know, the stitch is in. Right. So, um... When we say different knits will act differently, and then people might just like throw their hands up in the air and be like, "Oh gosh, you know." The way it well, is. it's yeah, it's true. And the different garments will act differently. I was making a princess line knit dress with sort of a jewel neckline, so the neckline was actually quite like there was a lot of neckline there. You know, it scooped way down. Um, I don't have a lot of boobs, so I'm not showing any cleavage in this. It just looks, you know, it's a neckline I really like. And I put that dress on before finishing the neckline, and it was stretching way out and showing my bra. And I was uh-huh. like, the the garment was heavy. It wasn't yeah. a t-shirt. It was a dress. The garment was pulling on And you. it was a princess line dress, so it had these, like, kind of, like, the skirt in essence was gourd, you right. know. Um, so there was a lot of fabric hanging on it. So you know what? I kind of treated it like a swimsuit. I put quarter inch uh, or three eighths inch cotton swimwear elastic in, that neckline. in the neckline, yeah. and it ended up just, you just laying, had to beef it up. That's yeah, all. It, yeah, it ended up laying nice and flat. It didn't look bulky, but it needed the strength because it had the weight pulling on it. There were these knits in the '90s, like the late '90s, and I I, I was doing a lot of costuming at that time in professional theater, and um, we called them growing knits. Kept going and going. They were really cool to make certain <laughs> things out of, okay? But we could not hang them up. Uh-huh. Because we'd come in and they were a different size or the neck hole was bigger, no matter what we did. And, you know, I haven't seen any of those around, but they were real popular then. Yeah. You know, I don't know what happened, to but they were loosely woven and they would always be, like, really cool looking. And um, I remember making a lot of, like, uh, 14th century, like, princess long dresses, like, yeah. the, you know, um, and but they grew. You could not hang them up. We would have, we would, we would sort of roll, Fold, like we, roll no, them. We rolled them. them and kept them in a dishpan. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. We rolled them and kept, kept. You know, here's the princess dishpan. But um, <laughs> well, this is great because these different characteristics mm-hmm. of knits and the garments. And yeah. We have just spent. I think like, we actually put a drawstring in a neck at one point because it 
it started growing. It just kept going. Well, these were long dresses too, so there was yes. the weight. It's yes. what it, that's what reminded me of it. Uh-huh. It was the weight. So we spent about 25 minutes talking about necklines. Uh, and that's because... Because that's everybody's most difficult. And I think it's the one where when someone's new to knits, it's the weirdest one to get used to. I still don't understand if you have never done this, okay, why you don't make yourself a little mini neckline. Oh, yeah. And practice it. Yeah, okay? of course. Because it it's you know you you need to know how it's going to feel you need to know what is the beef of it or not you right know, is it is that technique going to work or not mm-hmm. um, make yourself a little mini neckline and this is another reason why you we, have scraps <laughs> this is another reason why we are really uh, adamant about you following the directions on the pattern before you get like the hang of you know, be, getting uh, wild and wooly and breaking the rules right. because they've drafted that neckband to work with a certain type right. of fabric. Because, you know, you and I put two different kind of knits together all the time. And we're sort of like, oh, I am familiar with this. And right. it's totally understandable to not be familiar with that right, right away. Like, right. duh, you know, that's okay. So it it is, it is a mystery before you get to work with a lot of different fabrics. So if you can follow the directions, it will... Um, it will help you, hopefully, to be as successful as possible. So, do you think we should take a break now that we've made their minds mush yes. with all of this? Yes, I think we should take a break. Mallory, tell me all about your dream come true wardrobe planner. I have been dreaming about creating a wardrobe planner for years. Oh, no, since you were like, Ate and started drawing with crayons. <laughs> yes, I love uh, I love to sew and I love to write with paper products and and pens and everything. And we have published a wardrobe planner. We have a couple of different options on our website. There is a universal wardrobe planner that you can purchase for $19.99 and print over and over again. It'll help you plan any project you wish. And then we also have themed wardrobe planners. And do you know what's special about those, Mom? What's special? Um, They include some hand-drawn illustrations by yours truly for whatever we're doing in the self-sewn wardrobe group that month, like PJs or underwear or our month of planning. Because we theme our months. Yes. So you can tackle a new wardrobe section each month in order to build your perfect self-sewn wardrobe so for more information about these you can go to sewhere.com slash planner and also check out the membership options because the universal wardrobe planner is included with the backstitch and straight stitch and zigzag memberships so go to sewhere.com slash planner sewing out loud Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right, and we are back with Mallory's favorite Mal- subject. Oh, hemming. Finishing I was, hymns on Nick Well, Garments. I was going to talk about shoulder seams oh, first. Oh, okay. Well, let's do shoulders then. <laughs> let's talk about when you are- Shoulders won't take as long because I'm going to make a whole lot yeah. of fun of you when we get to hymns. Well, real quick, real quick here. Shoulder seams on a t-shirt or something Any like knit that. garment. Any knit garment with a shoulder seam. Talking about things that grow. That's right. We love knits because they stretch around our bodies, right? right? They require less tailoring. You can do aerial yoga in them. You can you know. sleep in them. Yes. You can you can feel like you're wearing your jammies to the grocery store. But we don't want our like entire front of our t shirt to like end up, you know, all the way on the floor or something well, like that. Or what I, what I think of, too, is the, when we make these waterfall um, oh, cardigans, cardigans yeah. and people don't stabilize the shoulders and they just get longer Shoo! and longer and longer. Right. Really waterfall. Right. So when you're up there in those uh, in, in those shoulder seams, you need to stabilize it with something. Yep. And you can almost use, like, almost, almost anything. anything that you can sew That's through. That's right. So if your pattern says clear elastic, yes. Yes. Or ribbon, Yes. yes. Or some twill tape. Yes. yes. Uh, or you can even a use scrap of, a scrap of woven fabric. I even like it cut on the bias. Well, cut on the bias, right. I really recommend because it wouldn't fray. Right. It doesn't fray and you get a little bit of give like you would with your elastic. So I think we can go through a, a few of these. I'm not a huge fan of clear elastic just because like, I don't know why. I just don't like it as much in there. I think it because it it can kind of go bad. Yeah, Yeah. it can go bad and get crunchy. It's okay. I'm I'm big on putting ribbon. I like ribbon. I like ribbon. Now, for an active wear. And the ribbon has to be in the stitching, everybody. Well, let's talk talk about where to put it. Yeah, Yeah. if you're serging it, you can't, like, insert the ribbon under, you know, the knitted loop of the loopers. No. It has to be stitched through. It needs to be. The needle has to stitch through it. Absolutely. if the ribbon looks like it's, you know, not in the looper area and it's, but the needle's through it and then the ribbon, like, when I'm looking at uh, my serger, my looper stitching is to the right, right, you know, and then there's mm-hmm. my needle, and my ribbon will go over to the left a little bit. It's right. okay as long as the needle's stitching right. through it, right? Right. right. So, um, ribbon's so, nice and low profile. Uh, cotton swimwear elastic is pretty thick. It is. It's too. Sometimes it's too thick for but, for some fabrics. But sometimes Depends it's on good. fabric. Sometimes it's good for right. like my rash right. guard. Well, I think twill tape it. too. Sometimes twill tape's yeah. a little heavy for that's, something. I in fact, yeah. I must say that's something that I have never used in a t-shirt. I just end up using ribbon. I have used a lot of twill tape in um, costumes. Yeah, because yeah. you know it, right. it's hardy. So right, to speak. it'll it'll yeah. hold up to. And I always have it out because that's how I. I tag costumes too, mm-hmm. so it's always there. So really, anything. But so so don't worry though. This is one place where we maybe would tell you to break the rules if you got a t-shirt pattern at home yeah. now, and you don't have any clear elastic. Yeah. you know you might be able to use now, ribbon. Don't think you can cut a piece of stabilizer and stick it in there. Yeah, it has to last forever. Okay, yeah. it has to last forever. So. Any sort of stable, any or like an interfacing, like a non-woven interfacing or anything, it won't work. Right. I mean, it needs to be 
have an integrity of its own by itself. A durable good. Right. Uh, now, I've never really used a strip of knit. Um, I haven't. I've always. Because I want it I've to be always, stronger yeah, than yeah. that. I've never used like a strip of the fabric. I don't think that, I don't think that's going to work I don't think well. it will complicate. Because no. really a shoulder seam, if I'm, I'm no. looking at mom here and she's got on this t-shirt. Now, it's a dolman. Let's, per- put anything in let's pretend yeah. that it is not a dolman and right. uh <laughs> but i you know you that space from the edge of your neck mm-hmm. to your shoulder you want it to remain the same length it doesn't need to change ever no. whereas maybe like the width of your t-shirt needs to change when you eat and bend and <laughs> right you know row a boat or you know right. whatever so that's what we don't want to change okay reinforcing that you wouldn't want to reinforce the side seams of your shirt right mom i can't think of when I've ever done that. I cannot think of an instance. Unless it's some special pattern, because this is something that you brought up. A few times it's been mentioned, says, oh, well, patterns for knits always have negative ease. Oh, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like they always have to stretch mm-hmm. onto you. That's not particularly true. It's not true no, at all. No. Most t-shirts don't have negative ease. Yeah. they Because, it, you know, here we go. It's a T-shirt because it's shaped like a T. Mm-hmm. Well, your body isn't. Right. So usually it's bigger than your body. Now, if it's a fitted garment, you know, and you use elastic if you're using like ruching in the side sure. of your, or something like that, or you want to gather it, mm-hmm. um, that might be an instance where you do that. Another place you might put elastic is if you're adding a skirt to a knit, you know, you bodice, I wanted that to be its own section. Right. Yeah, if yeah. your bodice is, is knit and your skirt is knit, or even if your skirt is woven, you need something there because the weight will pull. Well, let's move there. on to that. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do that. So let's talk about adding on to a knit garment. I have, I remember seeing all these t-shirt hacks and I did a blog post about this and they're like, just add this onto a t-shirt, just add this onto a t-shirt. And I see people and they overstretch the t-shirt or the t-shirt yeah. doesn't come back. To its original shape after they've like gathered this skirt on, the knits react to weight in a Absolutely. different way than the wovens. Uh, they're not as stable. So if there's all those um like skater dresses around, yeah, they don't have a gathered skirt, but a skirt nonetheless. Well, some I think some do. Some of them skater- have some pleats. I are they all... Yeah, but it's not like gathered. Yeah, I guess. yeah, I right, know. right. No, yeah. they're usually not gathered. But then there are dresses that have a, a gathered. They're usually like a half circle skirt or something like yes. that. Yes, and they're. I mean, I love those, you know. Yeah. But I would definitely, st- uh, when I'm stitching those pieces together, just stitch through some elastic. Yeah, you have to have something there. I wouldn't. Now, here's where you don't but, stitch. Well, through. the one thing is you don't want a wonk- wonky looking waistline right you know you want now, it to be nice and straight probably on this uh you know theoretical dress here hypothetical dress you don't want to stitch through ribbon you do want it to be something that yeah, stretches that needs to be elastic around your yeah. waist so, elastic, so if it's going around your body right let's make it stretchy um elastic is so wonderful in that it can both provide the stretch but then also providing the recovery so when right. we say stabilize that's what we mean, right. you know, allowing the knit to recover back to its original shape. You know, when we were talking about putting the ribbon or the the stable, non-stretchy uh-huh. thing in the in the um, shoulder, we don't want it to stretch. Right. We're not looking for it to stretch. Sort of like a neckline that's big enough to get your head through, right? That's right. It may not need to stretch. Right. Uh, so that's good. And then are we gonna now you can make fun of me about hems. So and- I don't remember exactly when I tried to teach Mallory about knits and shirts and but 
She was making her own t-shirts in high school. Maybe you never taught me. That's why I don't know how no, to No, I anything. tried. <laughs> you just would not cooperate. You were not receptive, I'm oh, sure. okay. So she, Mallory's always receptive enough to get it, like, as far as she wants to get it. And then she makes her own turn and does whatever she wants after that. So Mallory would make t-shirts, usually at the shop. This would happen when we had our shop. And she would sit there and she'd make, you know, zip herself up a T-shirt and think she was like glorious and wonderful. And she would act like she was trying it on so she would know, like, you know, where to hem it or whatever. And then she'd wear it. And then it would go in the laundry and (laughs) she'd wear it. This is when people say that their surging comes undone. You (laughs) never. Did you, did you, what did you ever do with those side seams? That's right. I know that the 3TN works. I put a whole, I put a whole shirt together. Now, eventually, after wearing it several, several, several times. No, there's this one dress I had. Did you ever, did you ever do anything to those uh, seams? Did you finish? I mean, did you not off or anything? No, 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 no. So I made, I made this dress to go to Baby Lock Tech. You'll remember this dress. I looked so super cute in it. It had a top and then it was kind of like this um, geometric-y pink pattern. I made a maternity top out of that stuff and then I bound, I made it a spaghetti strap uh, dress. I'll show you pictures. Made a spaghetti strap dress so this pink fabric was in the spaghetti straps and it was around the neckline and everything and then it was an ITY knit, the, the pink, okay, and I made a skirt out of it to go onto this top. And it just looks so nice. And I made it the day we left for Baby Lock Tech. Like, and you didn't leave it in your car. No, that's right. I took at, it. At, I took it yeah. to Baby Lock Tech. Yes, I took it. I made it. One year it she there. went with only the clothes she had on her back. That's right. So I went to Baby Lock Tech in this dress, and I just didn't hem it. And I thought I'll get to it. You know, I will. But it did. Kind of, it looked so nice. The ity. There's a knit <laughs> where if you cut it straight across, it doesn't fray very quickly. I put that thing in the washing machine. In the dryer. I wore it out again. I had a baby. I wore it again. I didn't hem it. Finally. Oh, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. Maybe an inch of my 3TN sort of came unraveled. (laughs) And you know what I did? Before I wore it out one night, came back over here, redid that little bit of the side seam, still didn't hem it, wore it out. Okay. And I, you know, I should have just fray blocked it, you know. I know. when is it okay to not hem knits? When you're Mallory. When you're Mallory. Okay. <laughs> you might be able to get away with it with some knits. And just cut your knit, rough it up, um, you know. Some of those really, really fine knits like that, that we've made t-shirts out of, we it's have like, purposely not hemmed them. It's like if they're really tightly woven, yes, yes. Uh, knitted, you right. know. Uh, Except that I do like somehow finish off the end of my side seam. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's a yeah. good idea. <laughs> Or you can just I usually, it. I usually expect my clothing to stay, like, together when I'm I wear it. I'm just looking over there at those sergers. I think I, I got so excited because it wasn't fitting me because this was, like, after I had Zelda, you know. And then I put it on and I was like, I look smoking hot. Like, I and <laughs> I wore, like, my nude heels and this was, you know, I, I just looked so cute. It was so ready to be cute. And, um, you know, wore it out. And I was like, oh, well, this, it's coming apart a little bit. <laughs> And I should have fray blocked it, but yeah. So if it's a real tightly knitted um, knit, yes. you might be able to get away with uh, not finishing that edge. And you know what? I think that the way I bound it was I did one raw edge to uh, one raw edge of the binding to the raw edge of the neckline 
flipped it over, yeah, and then top, top stitched it. and trimmed. Yeah. So there was unfinished. It was almost like a Hong Kong finish yeah, right, uh, right, on the inside. Right, on a little, the inside. No, that's yeah. not a Hong Kong finish, but there was. Well, that's the technique, though. Yes, but that's yeah. the technique. But it was, yeah. I'm just saying, in right. case somebody's like, a Hong Kong finish does not show on the outside. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, so, Well, no, I have. I have made garments with the Hong Kong finish showing on the outside. Let me just when you have the seams on the outside. Finish yep, the thing, you know. So, so I trimmed that, and it wasn't going to ravel on me, right. right? And you can do this with bias, as in a Hong right. Kong finish, because it will not ravel. Uh, no one saw that raw edge, but and you know they saw the raw edge on my legs that were looking smoking hot, and it looked, <laughs> you know, it wasn't bulky; it was just cut. Uh, right. I've seen this in ruffles, sort yes. of, and flounces. Yes, and flounces with. Yeah, a on lot like of times bathing they will suits do that. and right, stuff, they'll right. just leave it. They now, leave it raw. Some companies now those are cut on the bias too. No, no, I'm talking about oh. knits, knits like that that aren't finished. But those flounces are cut on a bias. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're not cut on the bias, so they don't fray. No, but they are cut on the bias. Yes. Yeah, um, th- you're right. You're right because they're on a curve. A flounce you know. is always on a bias. Yes. Right. Um, now. So anyway, some of those companies will finish the raw edge of the knit by fusing something. It, or it feels like it has like glue on the back of yeah. it or rubber or something so like that. I don't that. have yeah, that. Some sort of finish. Mallory's and um, The Lululemons <laughs> does that on their Oh my God. It is legs. 10.52 on March 29th and mom said Lululemon correctly. Okay. <laughs> I just have to tell you guys that mom's always like, what's that? Those Lululemon, Lululemon, Lululemon. No, no, that's not what I say. She'll get the Lululemon and the Lululemon. You can't really mix those up in real life, let me tell you. mom is being like somewhat disdainful. She's like, I just make my own leggings, you know? But if if I ever learn there's a machine where you can do that like laser, if I could laser cut a scallop, I will buy a laser to cut a scallop on on my pants and then however they back that with with yeah or like underwear and stuff yeah absolutely okay so there are times when you don't have to hem in it okay if you're mallory if you're mallory uh if you do there are lots of ways to do it hems don't often need to stretch exactly if you if you're if you have like a big flouncy shirt the shirt bottom you know is 10 inches bigger than your hips and it's you know or bigger than any part on your body ever you you could do a straight stitch. Now, it won't look as pretty. It may not, depending on the You knit. might not like how it looks, so you might be better off with that tiny, you know, that one or one and a half with zigzag. This is where I think it's okay to use some kind of fusible tape that takes the stretch out of your knit. That's true. Oh, it would have been okay to do that in the shoulder seams, too. We didn't and say people that. do that in their neck, too. I don't I don't, I like don't particularly like those either. Yeah, I don't like neck. it when it takes either. the stretch away. Yeah. When I need stretch. Yeah, I know. When people talk about doing that in a place where you need stretch, I'm well, like, how does that work? there is a tape that leaves stretch. Yes, yes, there, there is. There is a tape that leaves there stretch. Is. But sometimes I feel like they're talking about one that You know why away. I don't like them? I have never not had them start to come off, like, yeah. after they're laundered so many times. Because I put my knits in the dryer, even though it's low, 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 you know, I will start at, and it'll I melt my glue. I just beat my knits to hell in the yeah. dryer um and only an inch of my 3tn came out after <laughs> like three years so okay so uh you on your on your hem if you want to stabilize that or right. you can you know use a cover stitch or whatever but like once again testing this 
is important. We're not going to go into all the ways to hem in it because there are so many. A lot. Uh, and I know that, I mean, that could be its own podcast probably, right. just hemming knits. And this will go for the bottom of like a cuff or a sleeve. I'm like touching my bicep pant, and my – A pant. Yeah. Bottom of a pant. Pant or something like that. If it doesn't require stretch, you can do something to make it more stable if you want. Yeah. What I'm telling you though is – that straight stitched is not as pretty in a knit, no. and and I just think you're better off with a little bit of a zigzag. I agree. Now, some, I mean, there are some real stable knits, and like that, okay, that silk jersey cardigan, yeah, barely any stretch, right? And it was put together with a four thread, and it was top stitched, uh-huh. and it looked fine. Uh-huh. There's barely any stretch to that right. fabric, right. even though it was a knit, right? Okay, so it's almost like it was a. It was a cross between well, like a like you woman said, and a test. It depends. Try it. And then, that's what those scraps are for. That's, that's why right. you have extra fabric left over when you're cutting out your garment because you're supposed to be testing. That's, what, that what, that's, that's what those are oh. for. <laughs> yes. So there's no waste garments. They're, they're just I not just pick them up and test. go put them by the machine. Yep. Good idea. Okay. Well, I just want people to you know honor their knit fabrics. Think, how do I want this to stretch and recover? Ask questions, and we can help um, I guess, direct you. I guess the other thing that when you're if you use a stable stitch, okay, uh-huh. on a knit, even if it is on that hem and it somehow gets stretched sure. just in handling, what sometimes Good the stitch won't pop, but your fabric will pull away from that stitch, and you wind up with a hole. So that's once that again happens too, like honoring that fabric right. with a serger or a zigzag, right. so that you can preserve it right you know and we've talked about this before in the podcast knits versus wovens and how a lock stitch works with a woven right a straight lock stitch works the woven and the zigzag and the serger stitches can work with knits because they mirror the structure of the fabric and your three thread narrow is not going to work everybody on your woven that's, not to that it. seems to just come up. Yeah, all the, no, that comes up all the I time. Hope, I hope we made it clear in that podcast because I, I have. I don't a couple, know how we couldn't make it clear, but I get maybe we. Didn't. I have had a couple of people like I'm never changing from a three TN again, and right. I was like, well, I guess if you never seem a woven on your, you know, it's right. just, <laughs> the the other stitches are good too. Uh, it's not the only one. Okay, well, I think that we have covered. Uh, or maybe we just confused people even more about finishing knits, but we wanted to get across it's different than wovens. And uh, give you a few things to think about. And if you have any questions, you should go join the Facebook group over at facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe. Answer the questions and we will approve you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 